Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm excited to be here with you today. I have another great guest. Well, I'll let you actually be the judge of that, but I think you'll like what you hear when this is all over. As you know, I Am Northwest Arkansas focuses on the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life here in the Ozarks. And today we're going to actually focus on all four of those areas. I have Kenny Kinley with me, who is the president of Edafio. Which, is, which actually means pathway in Greek. But Idafio is a technology firm that's based in central Arkansas, but they, re, they have an office up here in northwest Arkansas that they opened about four years ago. And so without further ado, Kenny Kinley, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. It's, it certainly is my pleasure. This is a beautiful, for those of you, I mean, obviously the people that are listening to this, you can't see where we are, but we're on the 10th floor of the Hunt Building here in downtown Rogers. 
I just noticed that they're about to build a Torchies right down the street. I mean, every time I look up, something new is here. And you can see the top golf that's coming up. So yeah, it's an um, amazing place. This area, this area is really expanding. So, well, listen, you know, I would love for you, I know you've got a busy schedule and you're constantly doing a lot. I'd love for you just to give us a quick intro into who you are. And we'll, then we'll talk a little bit about Edafio and about the fires that you put out and the problems that you solve for clients all over Arkansas. So, but who is Kenny Kinley? I, I read your bio. I looked at your background. It's a wide and varied experience. And you're also a CPA, right? Yes, I okay. am. That's All right. right. So, so you know your numbers, so that's good. We'll talk after the podcast because I can always use help with numbers. But in all seriousness, though, why don't you just give our audience just a little bit about who you are? You bet. Glad to do that. So thanks for having me. Glad that's, to be here. So absolutely. just a little bit about me. I am probably most importantly a man of faith and just try to live my life and follow the path God's laid out. I was fortunate to marry my high school sweetheart, April, who is the love of my life. And we've got three great kids. Lauren is a junior down at Washtaw, and I, st- I got an eighth grader named Ashlyn, who we call Ash, and a 12-year-old son named Luke. Wow. So okay. I've been in Arkansas my whole life, born and raised, and as you said, a, a CPA, but been fortunate to kind of move into this technology space 25 years ago. And yeah. so I've been in various forms of technology leadership at multiple companies, and I've been at Adafio now here for eight years. Wow. That's awesome. I even noticed you do some venture capital stuff Dude. as well. So. I mean, you're a man of many talents. Uh, I don't sleep much. <laughs> so, well, that's good. Listen, you can yes, you can sleep when you're dead. That's right. Exactly <laughs> right. right. So, exactly. No, no. In all seriousness, though, I as I had a chance to look at some of the things that Idafio is doing, I mean, you guys are making the idea mm-hmm. behind, you know, serving clients that have needs that, you know, honestly are quite critical, quite important you guys have been able to really help your clients rest easier. You know, we don't think about it. I mean, I don't think about it when I deal with a, with a doctor, for instance, or an eye clinic that, you know, they're holding all of my information, all of my most important data that I would never want to get out. And the only way that that's insured is by firms like Edafio that, that are able to come in and provide the type of knowledge and guidance that will help a company assure that they are following certain guidelines. I mean, there's so many moving parts here. You don't think of it. It's not just, a, you're not selling a widget. Right. I mean, you're selling really a result. And I would just be curious to know if you could just kind of give our audience a view of what, first of all, why did you guys come up to Northwest Arkansas? Yeah. So we came up here with an office four years ago, and it was one of those, we wanted to come up here for a long time. We've got several clients that had offices up here or you know, satellite offices here. And we made the decision four years ago just to go all in, invest in an office, invest in an engineering team, a sales team. So it was a conscious decision from our board to say, okay, this is a growing area. You know, we know there's a lot going on. And so we made that, that jump four years ago and it's, it's worked out really well. Yeah. Now, when you originally made the jump, was it, in your, was it your thought that it would allow you to maybe expand or broaden your service offerings to different verticals, different industries? Because you guys have worked and spent a lot of time in the healthcare field. And that's a very important area, right? Nobody wants, like I said earlier, nobody wants their medical records just out in the open. But it seems like a lot of retail companies, a lot of other companies kind of need help. Absolutely. When it comes to managing and maintaining their records in their computer programs and processes. And, and so I would just be curious to know what your thoughts were as far as that was concerned. Absolutely. Clearly, as you said, a, a big part of our business is healthcare and, and will continue to be. And if you look at our 25 clients in Northwest Arkansas, a large percentage of those are healthcare as well. But 
But you're right. We saw the opportunity to, you know, leverage the vendor community. You know, everybody's got IT problems, right? right. And so we saw right. that opportunity. The other big thing we saw up here was talent. I mean, just to be able to grow our company through hiring engineering talent and other roles. And so that was another big draw for us to be up here full time. Okay. So just to kind of get an idea of the services that you're offering, I mean, you guys are basically, it's, you know, I always want to kind of have people understand what you do. Because when people say, oh, I'm in IT, that's like an amorphous blob. It's like, what does that really mean? I'm in IT. So why don't you kind of articulate just the, the breadth of services that you offer so people have a better understanding of that? Yeah. When you say you're in IT, your IT services, you can just see people kind of glaze over, right? Because that <laughs> exactly. could mean a hundred yeah. things. So, yeah. you know, at our core, we exist to help our clients run and protect their business, okay. right? So we are technology enablers. So we're not trying to sell certain hardware or different things like that. We just want to do whatever we can do to help our clients run their business and protect their business. Okay. And so for 20 years, the run part of our business has been the predominant thing, right? We keep their systems up, keep them updated, you know, help them just make sure they're being able to focus on their business and not technology. Right. This whole protect part has really come around a lot more in the last three or four years with all the cybersecurity concerns. And so we expanded from run their, help our clients run their business to run and protect right. because that's right. such a key part. So we have several different components of that. We do what we, you know, just help clients keep their businesses running, but we also have a cybersecurity practice. We have a cloud practice. So if a client's interested in moving to the cloud, we have mm-hmm. a variety of options there. We have a healthcare consulting arm uh, as well for our healthcare clients who want to, you know, maximize benefits from the insurance companies and things like that. So one of the things we think we're different is we've got a broader offering right, right. than some of the more traditional managed service companies. So, right. you know, we offer five or six different components that we think can help clients run and protect their business instead of just one or two. Yeah. And it sounds like as I was listening to some of the client testimonials and some of the interactions that your clients have had, it almost feels like that that you guys are part of their organization, that it's like there's an enmeshment that takes place where you are physically in the office with them. So it's not like they're calling up to some call center in South Dakota. The, The call center that they're calling up might be not, might be right down the street, or it might be somewhere within the state where People can relate to the issues and challenges that you're going through. Oh, a tornado hit Rogers. Yes, we're aware of that. We're aware of these problems and we're able to address those needs at a local level, which sometimes with some of these larger firms that do some of the same work that you do, they're not capable of actually being able to do that. That's right. Our kind of mission statement is we want to be the trusted advisor of technology solutions. So as you said, we want to be an extension of the team. So a lot of our clients our staff have, have email addresses for that client, right? right? And we're part of their team. So we are very much an on-site kind of a client intimate model. So as you said, a lot of the IT companies are very reactive. They've got a help desk. They'll you know, call us when you need us. Our model's different. We want to provide proactive service. We want to be in the office with them. So when they're planning to open that next location or you know, they're going to hire 50 people this year, let's do a plan for what your infrastructure needs to look like for that. So we want to really be a part of their business not just their IT provider. Yeah. You know, and I'm just curious, as I'm sitting here listening to you talk about that, and I think about the importance that we put on our data being protected, how would you, what percentage would you say firms are adequately protected on the IT side, on the side that you operate on? How much upside is there in terms of going out and serving, you know, industries and and companies that maybe are less protected? than say like the healthcare, like the healthcare is an obvious one, right? Sure. If you've got a doctor's office, 
you need to have systems in place to make sure that things there's HIPAA compliance, there's all kinds of issues that come up that you need to make sure that you're protecting your clients' records and data. But there are other industries that are may a little, be a little bit more lax as far as that's concerned. And what are you seeing in, in terms of the changing tide of that? Yeah, it's really consistent across all industries. So even in, in healthcare or the financial institutions where you would assume they're way ahead of the curve, because of the cyber risks are so diverse now, and you know, it's not just you know, somebody trying to hack into your firewall from another country. It's individual attacks, right? Yeah. They're trying to get in. So even these, you know, very highly regulated institutions, they're under a higher degree of attack. So we really see it across the board is the need to have additional training programs and additional safety procedures, you know, that everybody needs it. And so it, what's interesting is now with the scale, I mean, even your small businesses with 20 or 30 people, they're under attack daily, yeah. right? Yeah. Just like your big hospital systems or banks or those things. So we see it really across the board as a big risk. And, and clients are typically underspending on yeah. the cybersecurity front. They may be keeping their systems up and running, but on the, the protection side of that, it's, it's dramatic. Yeah. Even some small, I mean, a lot of small businesses don't understand what PCI compliance right. is. I'd love for you just to kind of give your quick you know, snippet of PCI compliance and why it's important in the first place. Absolutely. So any of these institutions, and like you said, even small businesses that are taking credit card transactions, right? right? Have to follow certain policies and procedures. And so that's, as you said, it's something that's just not followed and it doesn't have to be really hard. I think sometimes people hear PCI and think that's really a scary thing. There are just some basic fundamental things with policies and procedures and just some basic security measures you can take to be okay. And so I think people think HIPAA and PCI and all these big things are only for the Fortune 100 companies. And they're not. I mean, even the smaller companies need those and you know, we, we like to think we can help provide those on a reasonable cost scale. Right. And yeah, because I mean, when you think about it, you, I'm sure, and, and I, I know I do, I pull my credit card out multiple times a day. I'm swiping everywhere I go. Everywhere. A lot of people are slowly moving to that cashless society. So as we do that, there's going to be an even greater need for companies to make sure that they are doing things the right way to keep that information safe. Yeah, especially on the networking side. I think that's one of the areas when we our typical engagement model with a client, if, if a new prospect calls or they're interested, we always start with some kind of an assessment, right, right around yeah. their pain point. So if they want to, if they're interested in the cloud, we'll do a cloud readiness assessment. If they're adding locations, there's probably some networking assessment. And so what we see coming in on the front end of those is, you know, we can provide some of that guidance on the front end to say, okay, here's some of the things we see through an assessment or a cybersecurity assessment, for mm-hmm. example. And we can come back with a, with a nice report at the end and say, okay, here's some areas of concern. Here's some things. And we'll prioritize those. I mean, you can't, you can't fix everything right, at once. Right, but right. if there are things like PCI or HIPAA or, you know, systems are open that shouldn't be, we'll usually, we'll prioritize those at the top and usually help them fix them. Right. And just so people understand, I mean, you guys are not Geek Squad or the Genius Bar at Apple because, I mean, that, that's more on the software side of things, whereas right. you guys work more on the infrastructure. I think it's important for not just this audience, but anyone to understand that the problems that you solve are on the bigger side of things with that. Because I mean, again, if any company can't have, you know, sufficient uptime or runtime with all of their systems, you've got a problem. And that's where you guys can come in and help individuals out and make sure that things are operating properly, whether on the cloud or if it's a server that you've stood up and are operating it properly, you're giving your clients and anyone that, that is using your services 
the ability to have a certain amount of peace of mind that, you know, if we try to do things on our own, it's sometimes difficult to do. That's right. Yeah. I describe what we do to technical people. I say, you know, we do everything in IT except application development. Right? Yeah, That's yeah. just an area that there's a lot of companies that do that really well. And so we've just decided our job are to keep the systems up and running so that the application developers can do their job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we, we were kind of the behind the scenes trying to keep those things up and running. Okay. So what has, you've been here four years now. What is your take on Northwest Arkansas? Again, you are in Arkansas. And I, I yes. guess, and I tell people all the time, anybody that listens to this podcast knows that I've only been here five years. I'm blown away by this area. To me, Northwest Arkansas is one of the best kept secrets in the country. It's one of the reasons why we're growing. And this is more of a recruiting pitch for anybody that wants to come here and work for Edafio, that this is a great place to land. Would you agree? Absolutely. When I leave here, I've come up almost just about every week I'm here and I get in the car to drive back to Conway and I call my wife and there's two things I always say. Number one, man, we should be doing more business up here because <laughs> right? I always think we should be doing more business. And the second thing is, we may want to move up here when our kids are out of school. So <laughs> right, uh, yeah, right. we love it up here. I think the folks we have up here, a lot of them are born and raised here. And what's interesting is even our, we've got over a hundred people in our company and we've got people up here all the time because right. they want to come up here yeah, right? yeah. And, and spend the weekend and just be around. So it really is an amazing place. And we hosted, we're a part of a peer group where 10 different companies from around the country come in and meet once a quarter. Right. And it's kind of like, it's kind of a support group, right? Where yeah. you talk about what's going on with cyber or the Office 365 or whatever. So we actually hosted the group here in October. Okay. And so we had everybody stay at 21C. We hosted the actual meetings at Crystal Bridges. And so these are people from DC, San Francisco, Minneapolis, I mean, right. big towns, right? right? Boston. And they were blown away by this place. I, I mean, well, they were just, could went on and on about the trip and how much we took them around tour of the square and we did the crystal bridges tour. And right. I mean, we just did all these different activities while they were here. And I mean, we had a call last week just to kind of do a check-in and they were still going on and on about how amazing. And the guy from San Francisco was the most interesting because he came two days early uh-huh. and looked around. And then he told me when he was leaving that he's going to bring his wife back there and they've go. got to spend at least a week here. So, you know, when you hear that from these large cities, you just realize <laughs> how amazing this place is. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it helped. It helps on multiple levels. I was kind of being funny about recruiting, but actually that helps. Absolutely. People need to understand that. I think this regional area was rated number 18 in terms of income a growth in the average income in this area. And I saw it on a survey and I, I posted about it about a week and a half ago, but a lot of good things are happening here. Yeah. So, and even as I'm looking out, I'm just, I'm remarking on all of the new buildings. We just talked about it a second ago and everywhere I look, I mean, it, it's not really strip malls, but they're just there's just outcroppings of growth and you can kind of see, you know, there's pockets of farmland, there are new subdivisions and there's just new growth everywhere here in Northwest Arkansas. It really is. I think the recruiting part is something that, as I said earlier, we knew that was going to be a part of coming up here, but we probably underestimated it four years ago. I mean, we've been able to get some really talented people in this office and, and we see this as being an office where we grow, not just for Northwest Arkansas clients, but to support our clients everywhere. Yeah. Right. I mean, we aspire to be a regional player, right? right. So we're going to have offices in Oklahoma and Tulsa and, you know, all these different, or Oklahoma and, and Tennessee and all these different areas. But we really see Northwest Arkansas as a hub to support all those locations, partnering with the U of A for internship programs. NWAC right up the street has got opportunities there. And then also just the professional hires from some of these bigger companies that may want to come work for a smaller company. And, and even when we do recruiting with folks around in other states, 
you know, we'll talk to them about wanting to move here. And when we give them the opportunity to move to Northwest Arkansas after just a little bit of research, that's, right. that's probably a little easier sell sometimes than Central Arkansas. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm glad you brought that up about recruiting people and just, you know, maybe encouraging some people that are at larger organizations to come work at yours. I mean, you, you guys have a track record now. You've been around for 20 years. Yeah. That's a long time. And this company was started with just about five people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you are just every day there's something new. But what and you know, where do you see things going in the next two to three years? Because we know technology is changing at, and it's at a rapid pace. You're going to need more experts, yeah. you know, in certain areas or fields that you represent within this space. Where do you see things going in the next few years? Absolutely. From an associate perspective, probably one of the biggest changes in our company is the need to have more specialized skills, mm-hmm. right? So in the early days, you'd have an engineer who they knew a little bit about systems, a little about networking, a little bit about cloud, and they could get by, right? Well, right. now as these things are more complicated, is cyber is a whole different thing, right? So we actually have a cybersecurity team now, right? right? That's got eight people, and that's what they do. We've got a cloud team that has now five people. And so what I see us doing is being more specialized. So we will hire cloud experts, right? People who've done the Microsoft Azure migrations mm-hmm. and the Office 365 and training. And so we'll have people come in and they will be specific experts in areas, cybersecurity people who want to come in and just focus on that. So as opposed to kind of hiring more generalists, this is what we did probably for the first 18 years. Mm-hmm. We're seeing now that the technology is so complex, you can't stay on top of all of it. Right. And so when we go visit with prospects and they may have an IT person or they may have a couple people Part of what we tell them is it's impossible to stay on top of it. You need a partner to be able to come in. So then if we have those experts that can come in on those specific areas, we think that provides a lot more value. Okay. Well, that, no, I love that. That makes perfect sense. You are going to be president and CEO at, as of the first of the year, 2020, yes. which starts off a new decade, actually. So that's kind of cool. Do you, um, what are you hoping to accomplish in this role? And it, will there be much change between what you're currently doing and what you'll be doing as the CEO as well? From a company perspective, the, the best thing about Adafio Technology Partners is our culture. Right? We've got core values that we live out every day. Our three core values are unquestionable integrity, committed to our client success, and one team with humility and respect. And that absolutely will not change. Right? That's who we've been for 20 years, and that's who we'll continue to be. So. I think probably the, the biggest change will just be more focus on growth, right? And, and how we can expand and because people need the services that we provide, right? right? And so as we think about more in Northwest Arkansas, continue to invest here. We've got a 12 people here now. You know, we, we plan to double that in the next 12 to 18 months. Wow, okay. Looking at other locations, as I mentioned, in Oklahoma and Tennessee. So I think we we've kind of we've had a great first 20 years right we have over 100 people now and i think we see that to continue and just continue to grow yeah i'm just curious what what, you, what is your take on the overall economy we're all waiting for that other shoe to drop right. right nobody wants to talk about it but i always like talking about it within the context of every of, of the industries that we talk to because i think that 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 the r word that a lot of people are, are alluding to which you know we're in the the biggest bull market that we've ever seen for years. And so something will happen, whether it happens in, 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 at a grand scale or whether it's a, a minor hiccup. How do you plan for that? And more importantly, how should firms that are looking down the line about what they need to do but are, are, are kind of concerned about spending money 
on something that they can't always see, right? Because it's not like you're bringing stuff into their office. They can't see what you're doing. How do you encourage those firms to keep their eye on the prize in terms of what they need to do and not so much worry about, you know, a lot of the global factors that affecting them because business still happens every day, even in a recession. That's right. So what, what are you, what are you doing to encourage and, you know, educate people about that? Absolutely. I think that's what makes our engagement model so unique is we want to be at the table with that business owner or that CEO or CFO and help plan for those things, right? And so work on a three-year roadmap to figure out how to maybe get an extra year out of that equipment, right? right? Or maybe these systems make sense to migrate to the cloud because you don't have to go make that large CapEx expenditure. So, you know, the thing about what we do is it's everything's affected, right, by the economy in a recession, but, you know, clients still need to run and protect their business. And so, you know, we don't want to be that transactional company that just says, hey, call us when you need us, or hey, that's broken. Sorry, now we need to fix it. We want to be there at the table to say, let us help you plan for this. right? And then so when things happen, and that's the other part that's around the protect side, it's not a matter of if some kind of cyber event's going to happen to a business. We're way past that. right? right? It's when. right? And so what do you do when there's an event? And so that's all the more important in a recession, because if things are a little tighter for the business and they have some kind of security event, how are they going to handle that, right? Do they need cyber insurance? And you know, what is the incident response plan, right? What are we going to do? So we've got clients now, and this never happened two years ago. We have clients now who are coming to us saying, okay, what kind of cyber insurance do I need? Right. Let's do a tabletop exercise to say, okay, if we have some kind of incident, what are we going to do, yeah. right? How do we segment our network? And that's a little technical, but it's really important. How do we segment our network so that if we have an event on over here at this office, it doesn't affect the rest of the office? So those are conversations that you need to be having regardless yeah. right, of what the economy is doing. Well, that certainly is job security for you guys because that keeps you keeps you going. And, you know, as I'm sitting here, there's just so many different ideas. You know, I was watching an episode of... Um, it wasn't American Greed, but it was something else on CNBC. But they were talking about the dark web and about the impact that, you know, a lot of nefarious individuals have had through the dark web in terms of how they are just slowly chipping away at our identities, at a lot of information that we know are, is valuable to us, is personal to us. But there's so many bad agents out there at trying to access that. And that's just another reason why what you do is so important. Absolutely. Because if you can't, if you don't have some, a front line to combat that type of continuous bad actor, it, it really impacts what you, how you serve your client. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, that cybersecurity team, as we started that a couple of years ago, it was very focused on, you know, more of the operational side, right? Making sure everything's updated and putting in all these monitoring tools and things. And now it's evolved to more, it is what we call a CISO, a chief information security officer. So we have one, right? We have a guy that that's his job is to protect Adafio, right? To protect right. our company. Well, a lot of clients can't afford or don't know that they need a full-time chief information security officer, right? Of course, the big companies have that, right. but a lot of our clients don't have it. So we have a virtual offering where you know we can come in and consult for four hours a week or eight hours a month to help them just think about those things, yeah. right? And so there's always different scanning tools and training and all the things you can do, but we really want to be at the table to have those discussions and then we'll go find the right tool and bring it to the table. No, I love that. And that actually, I had never heard of a CISO, but that that's actually, to me, it's, it's very valuable for people to be aware of that because just, you know, sometimes you don't have to, you don't have to hire someone full-time on your staff to produce a result. I mean, you can, there are 
are many capable consultants out there. And obviously you guys are one of them that can certainly do that. And in, in an area where you really shouldn't cut corners, even though we know people do, this is certainly a, a way for you to ensure that you at least have some protection. And we've done the virtual CIO or chief information officer or virtual IT director. You know, we've done that for years for clients, last eight years. So clients that either you know, wanted to use us, wanted to use a portion of a person or just said, hey, we, need, we know it's full time, but we know you guys train IT staff and hire them. You guys just provide that. So right. we've done that for years. But this information security officer piece, that's become a lot more prevalent in the last couple of years just because of all the cybersecurity concerns. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. Yeah, I was, I was listening to some of the other testimonials. One of the quotes that we heard, and I love this quote, is that Adafio is the guy you never see, but does everything. That's a great quote. I it mean, that, that really is. You probably know who that, that particular yep. client is, but I just thought that really stood out more than anything else. And, and again, it's one of those issues where a lot of people, because we can't really put our arms around IT, it's not something that you can physically see that it has a manifestation that's like, oh my God, I understand this. It's difficult. So your job is, there's a challenge there. And clearly with your current clients, you're able to, you know, assuage fears, you know, allay concerns and keep people moving forward and keeping themselves focused. I mean, it's, it's got to be, I mean, there's a lot of work there. And, it and- is. I've been doing this job eight years and um, I've never had a CEO or a doctor or an office manager call me and say, hey, Kenny, I just want to let you know everything's working great today. <laughs> it's ne- that never it's never happened, yeah, right? People yeah. just assume it's going to work, yeah. right? And so that's our job is to keep everything behind the scenes. Now, I do get calls when they're not working. Of course. Right? Of course. But so our job is to keep those things up and running. And, and our clients don't need to worry about the why and the how. You know, we need to come back in on a, at least a monthly basis and say, here's what we did. You know, we patched these 15 servers. We updated these workstations. Hey, you know, we noticed that we needed to make an adjustment on the firewall rule. I mean, we take care of all those technical things so that they can run their business. Yeah. So that's our goal. Now, do you guys on your website have like a special assessment tool that you allow people to go through that maybe answers a couple of questions? to determine if they really need your services now or what they might need? Or is that more of somebody would call Adafio and then someone would kind of ask them some questions um, you know, over the phone? Yeah, today it's pretty generic. I think our new marketing director has a plan. For, <laughs> yeah, uh, some, I, I, some I actually little... know her and she's pretty smart. Yeah, so I, I think would... she's got a plan for something just like that. It's okay. probably coming early next year. But today what will happen is the a client will have a question or some kind of a pain point, right? It's a, it's a new location. It's, hey, tell me more about the cloud. It's, you know, hey, I've got some concerns. I, I saw about this security breach for this hospital down mm-hmm. in Texas that shut their hospital down for two days. What should I do about that? Right. Yeah. And so and then wh- whatever that pain point is, we'll come in and do an assessment in that area. Right. And then we'll also do a more general IT assessment as well, just because sometimes they may need things they don't know. Um, yeah. And so we'll do a specific assessment for that area of concern, but then also just kind of a general. So today that's kind of as needed as they call. But I think our plan is to have something a little more interactive next year. Okay. Well, good. Well, there you go. Well, I love that. I mean, uh, we're certainly, and when I say we, I'm speaking for all of Northwest Arkansas. We are glad that you guys are here and that you are making a difference for the clients that you're working with now. And even those new clients that you will have in the near future. I think, again, your job is extremely important, even if no one really wants to see you, right? Because it's like, if they see you, then there's a problem. So. But I mean, it's important for people to be proactive. And I think you guys are playing a major role to do that. And so, you know, again, we, we certainly appreciate having Idafio here in Northwest Arkansas. And we look forward to 
seeing what you guys are able to do in the near future. I do want to ask you one last thing, and, and I had a chance to watch a video online, and some of these videos I'm going to put in the show notes with some of the college students from UCA, and they talked about their experiences. And so one of the benefits, I think, and, and we'll kind of close out with this, is that because you are a smaller organization, people get a chance to really cut their teeth on a wide variety of client types and projects. And even though they can specialize, they get a chance to really interact directly as opposed to just being a cog in the wheel. Can you just just speak to the importance of that from your perspective? Absolutely. One of the, the most exciting things we do here is our intern program. I right. mean, it is at any given time, we'll have 10 to 12 interns. And so we've had a couple up here. We want to do more of that as this office grows. But so that's 10%, right, yeah. of our company. And right. so that's, for us, it's a great recruiting ground, but it also just teaches these kids, you know, different aspects of the job. So they could come in and spend some time in cybersecurity if that's their interest, networking, work on our help desk, our network operations center. So we do think because we're smaller, we can give them a more well-rounded experience from a, and, and we put them to work. I yeah. mean, you know, we, we want kids who are college students who can you know, interact with clients. And I mean, we don't just keep them in the back room. We put them out there. And we had a young man that's actually a, a student at the University of Arkansas. He lives in, in central Arkansas, but he did an internship with us this summer and he was phenomenal. I mean, he was helping run cyber programs. He participated in some of the client meetings. So the other thing that I think is fun to watch with college students is their technical acumen is so much higher it's than, off the charts. than most adults. And so these, these college kids can come in and they can make an impact really quickly. Yeah. Uh, and so we're, we want to expand that at the U of A. We've got Northwest Arkansas Community College just down the street here. And we think that's a big part of our growth. We'll always recruit professional talent. But I think being able to partner with these colleges and bring them in, and, and even if they don't come work with us after school, they've got a good education. I mean, they've, we, they've been able to see it in action. Right. We had a young man who interned with us in central Arkansas five years ago. And he took a job with AT&T out right. of college. And we were devastated because we really wanted to hire this guy. But hey, it was a great experience. He did a good job. We left on great terms. I'm interviewing him tomorrow. Oh so he's goodness. been at AT&T for five years. We made such a good impression on him as an intern. He's ready to do something different now. And we're the first people he called. So even for the ones, you know, we, we do hire most of our interns. Let right. me say that right. up front. A high degree we hire. But even in situations like that where they want to go work at a bigger company, they'll come back sometimes, or they could be future clients for us. Well, yeah, that and the fact that you prepared him before he stepped out and started working at AT&T. And, and I firmly believe that the, the more that you operate with an open hand, the more that that will be returned to you. And clearly from the way that you treated him and the way that you work with your interns, that open hand approach as a corporate you know, entity is going to benefit you and serve you well in the future. And, you know, speaking of open hand approach, I noticed that you guys are highly involved in a lot of nonprofit activities. So you guys walk the walk and talk the talk as far as that's concerned. We do. We try to be really active. A lot of our clients have foundations and different arms that we try to be active in and participate in those. Very active in the chamber events and in the community. I mean, we think that's really important just to be out there and our associates appreciate it, right? They they want to participate in these events and be out there with their families and doing the the meal pack programs right. and all that kind of stuff. So right. we find that's a really, it's, it's a good way to give back and, and also support some of our clients and their, and their foundations as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, man, that's, that's great. Kenny, I, I really appreciate you taking time out to sit down with me and, and share. This is like one of the best views that I've had uh, for any podcast that I've recorded. I record a lot of 
episodes at the Fayetteville Public Library, which I love. But this view is this 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 view reminds me of what's so great about Northwest Arkansas. Come so, back anytime. You can yeah. use this spot anytime. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate that. Well, folks, there you have it. Kenny Kinley, president and soon to be CEO of Edafio, and um, that happens in twenty twenty. Just excited to have these guys on the podcast. They are doing some great things when it comes to IT here in Northwest Arkansas, but also in Central Arkansas in the rest of the state. Really want to encourage you to check them out. But before I let you go, Kenny, if anybody wants to reach you, what's the best way for them to contact you? Best way is our is our website, okay. adafio.com, E-D-A-F-I-O.com. Right. right. Okay, perfect. Well, I'll put all that in there. I'll even put a link to your LinkedIn profile so people can check out how cool you are and see all the amazing things that you're doing. And certainly we'll put some additional information in our show notes for this particular episode so you can learn more about Adafio. And listen, folks, if you're a business owner up here and you reach out to these guys, let them know that you heard about it here on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. We love to get shout outs from time to time, but we, we're starting to hear from people that have been on the podcast and then they hear from someone that heard the podcast and said, man, I, you know, can you help me with X? Can you help me with Y? So if anybody's listening to this and your IT situation is in disarray, you need to give Kenny and his team a call because they can definitely help you out. And um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and be a shill for them. But the bottom line is that, you know, we certainly have to help each other out. And that's what people do in Northwest Arkansas. And, and that's one of the reasons why I love this area. So that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Remember, our focus is the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life here in the Ozarks. Each day, we're trying to get better. 1% better is all you need to do. That's 37% in a year. There's not much more that's required beyond that. If you do that, the world will be a better place. So thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next week. Bye for now. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.